Welcome to the I Am Woman Project. I'm your host, Catherine Plano. I am a creative soul adventurer, a modern day alchemist, and a transformational coach for entrepreneurs, businesses, leaders, and for those who want to break the cycle of convention and redefine success one step at a time. I am on a mission to empower the conscious people of this world, those who seek to learn, grow, understand and become the very best version of themselves that they can be. Every week we have thought leaders, change instigators and inspirational human beings from around the globe that offer you profound teachings and recent discoveries from the world of neuroscience, positive, cognitive and spiritual psychology to help you build wealth, health, love and achieve lasting transformation. So join us here every week for new lessons on how to lead a life that matters, how to escalate your life after failure, and how to inject more meaning, connection, and resilience into your life and your business. This week, I'm super excited about our guest as always. We have the beautiful Anna Puala Munoz, who is a peak performance coach and intuitive. She supports high-performing women who are exhausted and overworked to create a life they love without giving up their freedom and delight for life. Her expertise combines a beautiful meld between a master's in architecture, energy healing, yoga certification, and advanced leadership training. Anna is an expert in getting to the root cause of your patterns so that you can create a life that is designed for you with excitement, deep connection and sensuality. Anna is continuously creating divine design personalized retreats with sacred activations virtually and around the world. It's now time to tune into this one very inspirational human being. Enjoy. Well, today I am excited about our guest and I hope I do the name justice. We have the beautiful Anna Paula Munoz. Did I do okay? <laughs> Anna Paula Munoz. Yes, Paula <laughs> Munoz. I was just saying to Anna, it's 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 uh, my husband's French, as probably most of you know, and um, oh, French, he's Spanish. I'm French and um, I find it really hard to pronounce Spanish words, but um, I got there. So that's a good thing. Yes, you did. You did. So, so Anna, uh, welcome to I Am A Woman Project. Mm, thank you so much. It's really an honor to be here and I'm really excited to, to connect with you, to connect with your audience and share this soulful conversation. Mm, can't wait to get into it. So how we get started is we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to share her unique story. So Anna, tell us what inspired you to do what you do today? Mm, thank you for the question. Absolutely. So right now I'm a peak performance coach and intuitive and what inspired me to go in this route today has been really a series of experiences from um, starting out like as a little girl, very, very connected to my spirituality and my spiritual practices. And then um, having parents that were very strict and rigid and perfectionist vibes 
and um, grew up in like going to ballet, being super perfectionist. And then architecture school is um, same, like very much in the rigid process of doing things, uh, very much in the masculine way of doing things as well. And I, I completed um, my master's and got my dream job in architecture. I worked for a really wonderful and famous architect. His name is Brent Gary. And that was my dream job. I thought that was, that was it, you know, and I was working for him for a couple of years. And then I realized uh, deep in my heart that I was, there was something off. Like I, I thought, I thought what was supposed to feel like total alignment because I did all the right things and checked all the right boxes and studied a lot um, was the thing. And it wasn't, I was unfulfilled and unhappy and my life that was once uh, very colorful just felt kind of bland and um, like I was in a hamster wheel of going to work and that was all there was now and I knew that that wasn't the way that I was meant to live my life I knew it wasn't um, the way I was supposed to share my gifts and um, while I was really good at what I did at the firm and it was enjoyable and it did serve and nourish my creative side um there was something missing and it had to do with alignment and it had to do with the way in which I created the way in which I practiced my art and my way of being my life and um so there was just a very pivotal moment that I'll share quickly here uh when I I chose to to do something different and roughly get an idea of what I wanted to create. And I went up the stairs to uh, Frank's office and and shared with him that my heart was somewhere else and that I um, I was I was ready to to go in a different direction. And it wasn't my resignation; it was more of a a conversation, you know, um, just talking about that and sharing with him. And it was just such a big moment for him. I mean, for me, um, sharing that with him because I so respect him and, um, yeah, it was huge. So then I went up there with all my courage that I could muster and shared that with him. And he just looked at me and, um, and so kindly, like he looked at me so kindly and just said, you know, basically follow your heart. And it was then that I realized, wow, like passion can see passion, you know. Um, He could tell that I was passionate about something else and that something else had to do with uh, supporting women in their transformation and their personal development and really shifting from creating buildings and spaces for people to inhabit to supporting women to discover the space within themselves and discover um, the many facets of their person and their being and how they got to how they get to continue evolving and peeling away layers and um, getting closer and closer to their most aligned self. And from there, uh, a couple of months later, I, just took the leap into my own business and 
um, started started coaching full time. And years passed, and now it's been it's been amazing. It's been an amazing journey where I've really um, loved going more into the retreat space. That's been really magical and transformative to see so many women uh, go deeper within themselves and in the group coaching space and um, also I've created a few online shows and things like that and now I'm creating uh, co-creating an online platform that supports people to find their path of deeper healing and transformation which is not really just me but it's actually connecting other healers and guides to seekers that might benefit from their work so it's more connecting and that's that's kind of the journey the story so far thank you for letting me share wow that is a big jump isn't it going from um, <laughs> design um and being an architect uh mm-hmm. to now um being uh I guess, of service and coaching women, right? That's a big jump. So how did it, because I know we've had a few guests on the show that have uh, very much similar to you where they felt like what they were doing didn't make their heart sing anymore and therefore they wanted to follow their passion or their calling uh, Mm -hmm. but didn't want to make that jump. So purely because they just didn't know how they would land. So how, what was your transition from, you know, working in a corporation, let's say, in a, in, with yeah. a company to then landing on your own feet and being su- successful at that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, basically it was really getting support and training um, from my coach and other mentors in different fields. So I got business support and also spiritual. I continued my spiritual mentorship with one of my teachers. And um, I've always continued working on myself and getting support so that I could support others, right? So as we support ourselves, we expand the bandwidth or the um, spectrum of which we can hold space and support others. And uh, so that was essential for me in that transition phase. And then from an external perspective, it was a big shock for some people uh, because externally everything looked amazing, you know, working for a star architect and um, things just seemed to be very um, like, you know, perfect. And uh, and choosing to to do something completely different. So even in my family, like in the level of family, uh, my parents were at first a little concerned and then very understanding in seeing the the difference in alignment with my heart's purpose or calling and and heading in that direction. So uh, yeah, there was some of that, like some judgment, I guess, but in the end, um, what was really happening for me and what was holding me back is not telling, uh, my, my boss, which was this architect that I highly admire. So by not telling him, I felt like I was in the wrong. So when I actually had that conversation that I just shared with you guys, um, 
when I had that conversation, it basically liberated me because it was at a point where I realized, okay, who am I really nervous that like, who's the one person I'm really nervous finds out about this change or transformation. And he was, he was one of the top, right? My parents knew um, like people that were really close knew and he was just um, a big, uh, a big influence. So his response in really seeing me and understanding was so supportive and um, encouraging to to just feel like, okay, you get to follow your heart. And the, the reason why it was so uh, courageous, that it felt so courageous to do that is because he is someone who's dedicated his whole life to his craft and is um, like one of the best in the world. And to tell someone that you're no longer um, enthralled about this, this, this craft anymore, it was so difficult, even though, you know, I was, I was projecting my, my shift, but um, yeah, it, it was a, a big moment for me. So that was definitely, definitely a part of it. Mm. If that answers your question. Yeah, yeah, no, Absolutely. Is. And I love the fact that you, I mean, before we got on the show, I was asking you about you creating a new platform. And it's interesting, mm-hmm. we're moving, or we have moved into the a new age, a new dawn, a new era, which is the age of Aquarius. And that's very much about uh, community, groups, uh, innovation. So you're, 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 you're already feeling the, the, the flow of what we're entering into because you're collaborating yeah. with other healers. And you all have a platform yeah. where people can come and, uh, and like you said, uh, discover their many facets, which is pretty Yes, awesome. exactly. Exactly. So the platform launches in the spring and we're, we're in, in the phase right now where um, we're, we're enrolling different guides and healers and founders to, to become part of it. And um then bringing on different seekers that are interested in these different modalities and processes and um, classes and workshops and just really supporting the connection because Mm -hmm. there are so many amazing, especially after 2020, there's so many different um, healers and teachers that um, maybe worked in person and have now lost that capacity due to, um, you know, uh, quarantine and, and so on. And there are others who have wanted to go online and haven't been able to. And we all know that the online world is growing so rapidly. So this facilitates that process and, um, and really creates a link that is so needed uh, to support people uh, to find each other. So, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've seen exciting. so many people, um, you know, connect because, I mean, that's what we're heading into, right, a new, a new earth, a new world. And and that is about even though we've all had some interesting times in 2020, I think they've been pretty amazing, um, as in uh, a great awakening has taken place. And mm-hmm. I really believe that we – as much as there's been this, um, we're practicing or were practicing social distancing, dis- depending on where you are at on the planet right now, um, yeah. it's actually brought us closer in so many other ways. So through yeah. connection online, and and I also know a lot of 
people in corporations, uh, I call them, you know, closet junk, uh, spiritual junkies, uh, are starting to come out of the closet too now because of all this. So this mm-hmm. great awakening has really lifted the vibrations of uh, every single individual in some, some way, shape or form. So I think it's very exciting and interesting times that we're uh, about to head into. So, Anna, I would love to maybe unpack, you used the word intuitive. Uh, Would you like to explain Mm -hmm. what that means? I mean, we talk about intuition, follow your gut, follow your heart. But when you're an intuitive, that's how you work. uh, What does that Mm -hmm. mean exactly? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I feel like different intuitives would use it in different ways. For me, it means that I'm able to feel into and tap into the different energies of a particular client and being able, and I'm able to feel um, the processes happening in their body and then feel the energy of a situation. And it's, it's the way, it's almost like a language of communication mm-hmm. um, that is felt. So it's speaking more into the felt experience and that's how I would uh, work with a client, for example, Mm. like really tapping into the felt sense. And from there, uh, we're able to to work through many different things that might be coming up, whether it's, um, you know, emotional blocks or uh, something that may have happened. that needs to be released and anyways there's a myriad of 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 things that could go on there Mm, that's awesome no and it's interesting my sister and I we actually were having a conversation yesterday about the knowingness the knowingness Mm -hmm. like when information comes in it's that knowing that this is the right thing or knowing the feelings you're feeling or feeling about others it's this inner knowing um which I guess is very similar to what you were talking about Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's very much like a crystalline clarity of knowing that just comes in. Um, and and everyone receives it in a different way. So there are um, healers out there that can hear it, and there, there's some that can feel it. There's some that close their eyes and see an image. Like, I receive that a lot sometimes, like many times. It's closing my eyes and then seeing kind of like an image play out, and that resonates and relates to... Um, a topic or conversation that's happening. Um, like that's how I would lead a meditation, for example. I close my eyes and share what, <laughs> what the movie is showing. And uh, it, it really allows for what is in the field to arise and be expressed by the group. So, yeah. Mm, that's beautiful. I'm so beautiful. Yeah, and I think that the important thing you're talking about is that the, the feeling, not allowing the mind to get in the way, to um and and this is part of the conversation yesterday uh you know is is this what I'm really picking up on or you know and I said but that's because you're getting in your way you're allowing your mind to step in and and then you're trying to analyze what you're actually experiencing or feeling and I think that's important for all of us is that the the more that we can trust our intuition or that knowing whether it's whether it's auditory kinesthetic or however you pick it up is just that you need to trust it and not doubt it because that's when the mind steps in and starts going, oh, this is not right. or uh, And then, you know, we'll create uh, a narrative uh, that may not mm-hmm. even be uh, there um, and use it as a block. Absolutely. Absolutely. And something to note there that I feel is really important 
is like the the biggest difference between is it my intuition or is it one of the voices in my head or or my mind um is is it rooted in love so really seeing where it comes from so the come from will unravel and and tell you so much of it so if it's rooted in love and versus fear it is your intuition so it's coming from a heart-centered place and it's coming from a deeper knowing or your gut knowing um and if it's in fear or uh scared or in scarcity you know it is very likely coming from the head or the mind or ego Mm, that's right yeah. And I mean, and that's some of the work that I've done as well, going into a lot of the heart meditations is really, is that how you connect with your higher self or your, yeah. your, your greatest, greater self or your soul self, whatever yeah. you want to call it. But it is, it is about Absolutely. dropping into the heart. And that's what we're stepping into in this new era, this new dawn. It's not about, you know, we're very, very much about the mind. Uh, now it's really about as a collective, it's about dropping to the heart and expanding mm-hmm. that. Out because the more work we do on ourselves, we're actually helping uh, those around us and as a collective, also helping lift the vibrations of the earth. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. I mean, and even like I love to say this too, it's like the the portal into 5D is through the heart. You yes. know, it's like really going through there. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's been interesting, like, you know, obviously with – with uh, I study astrology and it's interesting all the different alignments and some alignments we haven't seen for thousands and thousands of years. And so therefore we've all reacted differently to many different conjunctions and what took place depending on where it sits on your chart. But I know some, including myself, I've had some really interesting like ringing and sounds in my ears and uh, awkward pain. But I think that as there is, and you have to just have to look at the Earth's vibration, look at Schumann's resonance. You can see that the vibration is so intense. I, I think more light has come through than we've ever experienced in our lifetime. Therefore, if there's this denser energy within our physical body or emotional body, mental body or spiritual body, the more light, of course, the more shadow will come up. And um, and I think this is a really calling. I mean, I've been doing a lot of the shadow work uh, and it's a real calling for us to do our shadow work because moving into 5D, there is no shadow. There is no, uh, that dark, dense energy because, you know, like as you said, the consciousness is at a, it's at a 5D, uh, not 3D, which is very different energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Anna, how, do, how does one create flow and ease in our life on a day-to-day basis? What do we need to do? Because it's still going to be mm. rocky. If you have a look at as astrologically, January January and February is going to be, especially January, is huge. Lots of things. It's going to be unfolding. <laughs> yes, yes, that's really exciting. Um, so thank you for sharing all that about shadow work. That's so important. And yes, yes to going into that deeper for everyone. Um, and... So to answer your question, how do we stay in flow, even though there's going to be things happening um, in our chart and elsewhere? Um, the biggest thing that makes the like what makes the biggest difference is awareness, um, like having a deep awareness practice and having awareness of yourself 
and being able to feel into where are you now? Where is your awareness focused right now? And then once you are aware of your awareness, then you can, you will be more present and you'll be more able to distinguish clearly what it is that you're wanting to create. And as you go into this kind of process, you start discovering what your own personal flow is. Like what is the flow that works with your system? Because we each have different energetic systems and based on your system, you may respond to a different way of creating than someone else. So in order to stay in flow while creating, you want to know, okay, what is your system and how can you support yourself through that? And in order to know what your system is and know how to support yourself is awareness, number one. Um, so that's the first thing. And another really great point for, for creating flow is noticing what's leaking, like noticing what is interrupting your flow and what is creating a, let's say, energy leak in your day or in your space, like what really drains you. Maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's certain actions, maybe it's um, certain days that you do certain things and just noticing what happens um, and how are you being in all of those different doings uh, and, and just really being aware of all of that and seeing, okay, where is it leaking? And then once you notice that, you can very easily create boundaries to to support yourself in that. I'm just writing this down. Thank you so much. I'm actually um, curious as to, and I'm sure our listeners are too, when you're talking about becoming conscious, becoming aware of your awareness, so therefore we have to be present, to understand our flow, would you like to give us an example? Because when you're talking about once we can sort of understand our system, then mm-hmm. we uh, can then look at what is in interrupting our flow. Um, or mm-hmm. as you, you I like that uh, when you said about the leaking, I was thinking about leaking gut as the same for sort of leaking energy. Um, <laughs> yeah. So what is interrupting for us to be able to then really manifest? Would you like to give us an example, please? Mm-hmm. Sure, of course. Uh, so a great example for that would, and there's a couple of things intertwined there, like a couple of different Uh, ideas in one. So I'm going to answer a a part of it. And the and and it's probably the most important, but basically, we grow up in the environment that we grow up in affects the way in which we are today as adults. So that environment many times creates certain patterns in our life. And whatever your own patterns are, for certain things. So sometimes you might have a pattern when you have to get in work mode, let's say, or in, uh, yeah, let's keep it to one example. So let's say you have to get into work mode and your immediate pattern might be, if you were very much in an alpha household or perfectionist, like I mentioned I was, you'll get more into a rigid state. And um, there's very much of a right or wrong way. There is not very much flexibility there is um, a lot of uh, judgment, self-judgment. And the root player there is also like enoughness, like doing it good enough. And that's like a a big pain point when you are running in this pattern. So there's um, different 
types of patterns that different people take on based on their environment. And it is really important to, to become aware of, okay, what are the main things showing up for you when, you, when you're triggered by certain things? Right. And what are, so by becoming aware of yourself, you'll become aware of your triggers. You'll become aware of your responses or reactions to those triggers. So you have the opportunity in any instance to respond or react. And you get to also notice, okay, are you mostly responding? Are you actually, um, you know, firing off and reacting and then beginning to notice, okay, what if we add a little space there? What if we create a pause and allow ourselves to rest into the trigger what's really happening so we can respond with ease like that's one way where awareness can really create that spaciousness for you to take a breath and see okay yes that was hurtful or that person said that and it was really uh it really triggered but but i'm able to take a breath and respond instead of react from a place that's just hurt or uh, aggressive or whatever so that's one way where you could start noticing, okay, the the pattern, there's a pattern showing up and it becomes a pattern when it shows up in every instance or in every trigger of a certain kind. And um, yeah, I, I feel like I'm explaining a lot and it might be too much information <laughs> that it might get confusing. So I'm going to stop right there uh, and let you ask I me something. Yeah, I, I don't think it was a confusing at all. I think that so what I got from it is that basically, when you were talking about being aware of your awareness, so being aware of <laughs> your flow, basically we're looking at we're looking out for our triggers and then or how yes. we react because react is is noticing that, that that's the interruption, right? That's when we react to something. That's us. So I look at the two key words for me was respond with ease. So that is the awareness. So where it's like dropping into your trigger, taking a breath, making the space, and then respond with ease compared to trigger and react, which is then number two, which you were talking about, noticing your interruptions. So they, that I, um, I hope I got that right. Was that what you were explaining? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, yes, that's correct. And in terms of respond and react. And, but those, so that's one section. And then there are, so let's say for you to become more aware of yourself, you can begin noticing with that example, okay, do I respond more? Do I react more, react more? And that's more of a first step. And then you might notice also like the perfectionist style that I was kind of bringing in, like getting very rigid and very much in the either or conversation of having to do things do things exactly right. And if it's not right, then there's a um, bad or shame or judgment or self-criticism. And then noticing that if that's a pattern, if that's what comes up for you, and then bringing in more spaciousness and compassion into that, because all of these different things are constructs that are not your soulful self, let's say. Um, And really, it's something where you get to look at it and process it and work through it and support this aspect of yourself so that you can then have the opportunity to be in a situation where you would normally maybe get rigid or perfectionist or self-critical and actually feel free doing it or enjoy doing it or play doing it. Um, And that's when you can really transition from 
feeling like work is draining and, um, you know, uh, very critical and judgmental to enjoying and playing with life as you work and create, right? So it's just stepping into different perspectives. And in order to do that, you get to see, okay, what perspective is there through awareness? And then starting to make changes um, to changes and supporting the parts that are that are in pain or that are actually in reaction mode. Because it's kind of like when you're in a pattern, you're in a reaction mode like in a set reaction versus in the response mode when you're aware. Oh, I love that. I do love that. And I think that it's it's one of those things that when you were saying the key thing here was what what is draining you, I think it's, or I wrote that down, so I, I'm, not, I'm not too sure, what is draining you? And that could be in any area of your life. It doesn't have to be work. It could be relationship. It could be money. It could be you could oh, actually work yeah. in every area. Yeah, and, and just like the, the patterns, like how you do one thing is how you do everything. So even seeing um, if you get very rigid or self-judgmental or whatever in one area, like let's say in work, it's very likely that you might carry that on to relationships. And maybe it's certain aspects in relationships. And maybe it's certain aspects of your parenting. Maybe it's, you know, and... And then some more than other, like it's on a spectrum, but it's still there. It's still present. So to really work through that and support yourself to relax in that aspect, that's very self-judgmental, which you'd want to relax in it because you're also self-judgmental to yourself and to the people around you. And ultimately it ends up hurting, right? Mm. So you, you'd want to look at it and notice where it is and then begin to to see okay this is where it's coming from and have compassion for it so that you can step into forgiveness Um, because when you see where it's coming from when you see that it was a defense mechanism that was something that you uh, you took on as a little girl or yeah little girl um, because your parents something happened with your parents and that that was then imprinted in you and you said okay this is the way to defend myself or protect myself, then you get to bring in the compassion because you see it from that perspective. And as an adult seeing it in that perspective, you get to really hold that little girl within you. And Mm. then there's healing that can be created. Sounds like a little bit of inner child work. Absolutely, yeah. (laughs) There's so much link. Yeah, me too. (laughs) So, so Anna, you... I'm curious, like being an architect, because you know, I always say energy is never lost, it's only ever transmuted. So are mm-hmm. you, so being an, archi- an architect, moving into what you do now, has that helped you in some way, shape or form to do the work that you do? Has there a better understanding of how things work, how they, how things kind of connect and sort of stabilize? Yes, absolutely. So the way that I see things um, is very architectural. Um, So I see everything in patterns. And basically, when a client is sharing an experience or, um, yeah, sharing an experience, it's almost as if that experience paints like a, a mind map in my mind. And I'm able to map that and then map a different experience that shows up at a later point. And see all of the interconnections so it creates like a web and it's it just it just happens 
that way within me and I and I feel it and am able to articulate it so that those um, let's say hot points within the map the ones that are creating the more most pain can be addressed first and many times they're linked to the same pattern or the same traumatic event or um, an experience that could really benefit from a certain practice um, or a certain kind of release exercise or, or energy modality. So it works in that way in terms of the way my mind works through mapping and, um, and in understanding certain aspects. So it's very much that side of things. And then also it gives me the, gives me the ability to um, organize things very well. So I've, I've got the emotional side and then also the building and the manifesting side. So like an architect, you bring ideas and visions into reality and the same in the coaching world, you bring visions and ideas into reality and manifest them and create solidity. And um, yeah, but now my, like, let's say the building code that you have in architecture, which is um, what tells you the rules of what you can and can't do basically. Um, now it's the, the, the rules of what you can and can't do are just limiting beliefs uh, that each person might have. Mm, I love that. Absolutely love that. And I think that patterns, I mean, with any work that we do, including the shadow work, it's very much looking at those repeating patterns, whether it's a different year, different work, different relationship, different whatever that may be, having a look at those repeating patterns as a way to crack the uh, the ongoing patterns. I, you talked about manifesting and I think that's really important. We're in a new era, new dawn. How does one become the creator of their life and manifest? You were talking about manifestation as a way to like using uh, your your visually so do you create a vision board like how do you manifest how do you create your life mm, yeah Ooh, I love this question so yeah very similar to how I would in in architecture you start with, there's different phases and uh, you start with a very clear vision and before you have a clear vision you get to have a lot of ideas and I'm sure many people in the audience can relate to this, especially if they're big on creating or creativity, is many times we have a lot of ideas floating around and we want to do all of them. But, um, and sometimes it gets a little shiny objecty. <laughs> but in order to not go in that direction and actually, but still allow them to exist, we get to map that out and, and then select what's most in alignment and what is most um making the best use of our energy and our resources and our skills like what's really more long term and um what will create the most effective results so that's what we would look into first and then once that is set we would then begin to look at the ways in which we can build that while having a very strong foundation of practices right whether it's meditation or movement or um, exercise or the way that you treat your body and speak to yourself there's it's very important to have that foundational practice on a self um, like self-care standpoint and then we get to see okay what are the actual tasks and the doing that gets to happen in order to um, allow for this creation 
and um and oh of course an intention I forgot to mention that one <laughs> so intention is huge like setting the intention of what you want to create and who you get to be through that creation is is really important because intention is a very 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 powerful ingredient to anything that you want to create and it's it's incredible i mean there's the work of like lynn mctaggart for example she has the power of eight which is a series of groups like healing groups that work based off of intention of eight people so when you do things intentionally with a group you are able to create and achieve um oh i don't remember the, the exact number but it was something like maybe five to ten times more effectively or more powerfully than um, than when you're on your own. So uh, that's why making affirmations or declaring something is very powerful because you're not only holding it yourself, but you're holding it in a collective group field. And that amplifies the the energetic power, let's say, of that set intention. So that is um, a really big one. And then in order for things to manifest as well, on an energetic standpoint, because I feel like your audience might enjoy this, is letting go. So you might want something and want something and want something, but then it is so important to allow for letting go of the want and allowing things to actually flow and, and experience their own timing as well, if that makes sense. But that is a, an important component. Mm, I love that because I think I always say that when we hang on to the things that we want to manifest, we're not allowing the the um, the universe to um, collaborate with mm -hmm. us to make it happen because we're hanging on to it. It's almost like, and we keep talking mm -hmm. about it. We're hanging on to it, hanging on to it. Hang, the moment we let go of it, we're actually trusting that it will manifest in divine timing. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, Anna, I have another question which I'm curious about. So, you've had a very adventurous journey. So, throughout your adventurous journey, what has been your greatest lesson learned thus far? Ooh, oh, wow. Um, always follow your heart. Mm -hmm. Like, it will never lead you astray. That's, that's the biggest lesson. Mm. So true. Absolutely. And as we start wrapping up the show, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to pick one word that best describes her personal brand. What would be that one word for you, my dearest? Mm. Uh, creatrix. Creatix. Creatrix. Oh, creatrix. <laughs> I love it. I've never heard of that. Did you, is that one of your yeah. own? Um, it's a word that exists, but I am using it. It's very much in my field right now because it's, uh, in one of the programs that I'm going to launch soon. So yeah. <laughs> it's like creation within the matrix. Creatrix. Exactly. Yeah. That's what it, it feels that way anyway. And the, the last question, uh, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration. Oh, that was a bit fast, is to pick three shiny golden nuggets for our listeners. So what would be like three practical exercises that you would like to leave for our listeners today, Anna? Thank you. Yeah. Um, the first one would be practice awareness. 
to get into flow. And remember, you always have the ability to respond versus react. And you are a creatrix at heart and you're meant to create like um, you have the gift as a woman, you have the gift of creation within you. Like the feminine is all about creativity and your potential is infinite. Oh, I love that one. And I love the way that uh, this, this, especially the last one we are, we were, uh, as women, as you were saying, we were born to create, right? So we, we do, we have that within us, whether you have children or not have children, we still have that, um, that essence within ourselves. So I love that. Mm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So Anna, yeah. where's the best place for our listeners to find you? Mm, the best place right now is Instagram. They can find me at soulshape.me or just search my name. It's A-N-A, Anna, Paula, P-A-U-L-A, Munoz. M-U-N-O-Z. And yeah, if you guys find me on there and hear me on here, definitely send me a DM um, letting me know. I'd love to, to hear from you and connect and support you in any way that I can. I just love the way you pronounce your name. Uh, we will have that all in the show notes, by the way. I, I, I can't uh, thank you enough for coming on the show. Thank you for your time, your energy and your wealth of wisdom. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. This has been really wonderful and I'm really excited that this gets to be shared. Thank you so very much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard and this topic really resonated with you and you think it will help others, please share the show with your friends to help us make a difference. And if you want to be part of our mission to help empower the conscious people of this world to learn and grow, then the best way to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes or please subscribe to the show. The more subscribers, the better the speakers for the show, which then means more value for you so that together we can help the world become a better place. Don't give it another thought. Hit the subscribe button and help people get their weekly lessons. And when you do, please be sure to let us know by sending us an email to collect your special gift where you have a choice from six guided meditations or an ebook to soothe your soul. Now, if you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katherineplanner.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at Catherine Plano. That's it for now. Until next week, wishing you a fabulous day.